What is up, everybody? What's going on? <laughs> we have got the amazing Dev from the band Idols with us today, which is uh, absolutely a full circle moment because episode one of this podcast, when we were nobodies, which we're still nobodies, He's still there, <laughs> but uh, episode one, we mentioned Dev and I went to an Idol show in Newport, Kentucky, and Dev was kind enough to listen to that and uh, share some photos of his rig say that he's good he's willing to come on the podcast and it was just like a full circle hero moment because i am infatuated with yeah. his playing uh it's it's been a minute since somebody came like musically into my life so quickly that i'm like that bass player inspires me to play different and to play better um so how's it going man <laughs> Hey, well, thank you for having me. That's, um, that's I'm not good with compliments, so that was quite <laughs> difficult to uh, to uh, listen to. But thank you very much. Thank you. That was yeah, a good show that one, that that Kentucky show. I really enjoyed that one. It was awesome. Uh, I had never been to that room, um, and I went back and I saw the War on Drugs there oh, like, nice. shortly after. Uh, we had Dave Hartley from the War on Drugs on this podcast uh, last episode. It just came out. So, like two episodes ago. Two episodes ago. Yeah. We're hit like all of these amazing bass players just keep saying yes, yeah, to these two little nerds yeah. in Kentucky, and we're yeah, so man. pumped. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like you know, it's like you know, bass, you know. Let's be fair, bass players don't really kind of if if you don't play music, people are like, what the hell is that? Uh, yeah, thing? you know, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like you know. So like you know, I can imagine it's quite a lot of uh, other bassists who listen to this podcast. So like, hey, fellow bassists, <laughs> <laughs> the real ones. Yeah, the real it's, ones. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's cool because you've got like full reign to get like in the weeds with the stuff. Like, yeah, I'm talking like. Like how way too in the coils. Weeds. Like let's go <laughs> string spacing. Let's do it all, man. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's time to nerd out bass wise. Yeah, so. and, and we we fully know we can get too caught up in the gear thing and kind of miss out on the fun and the art and that kind of stuff. But you know, it's also kind of interesting that very rarely do bass players get to have conversations outside of a really corporately controlled environment. Where you yeah. you feel like you're having to pump a company's product, mm-hmm. or you're having to whatever, um, or the next release even. Yeah, or, or yeah. you know, there's a, there's always something, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's how we all have careers. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you know, you know and I, I think that it's like a uh, you know, if you are supporting that kind of stuff, like I, I I never kind of like work with companies or anything with stuff that I've genuinely not used since I was you know picking up a bass when yeah. I was. A, Kid, kid, you know. So, like, for all that stuff, it's like I don't know. It's just got to feel genuine for me, you know. So I, I wouldn't just, you know, I've, I've never just gone like, you know, yeah, of course I use this. It's like, well, uh-huh. do I actually play it? You know, I actually love yeah. this product, you know. So yeah, so that's a balance, though, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, man. And it's 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 interesting too that it's like. Uh, when you're at the ground floor and when you could really use help, like you want some bass strings, you want some pe- like whatever, like no one cares. And then <laughs> the moment that people want to give you stuff, you're like, well, I could use anything now. Like, yeah, it, yeah, like yeah. it's, uh, it's like switched on its head. Nobody wants to kind of invest in you as you go up. They just want to be like, Oh, I've been here the whole time. Right. You know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like having, having like a, like an apprenticeship that you've got to kind of like learn the craft and learn, you know, learn, yeah. learn your chops, so to speak, before you start getting there, the, the kind of like 
freebie and the, the you know the endorsement kind of side but mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's just you know i still pinch myself every day that i you know that, you know companies even give a shit about you know our uh-huh. band and what we do and stuff like yeah, that you yeah. know and it's like yeah it, it doesn't go like you know i'm not like of you know blase about it you know it's like uh-huh. it's fucking cool and it means a lot you know because yeah it's very helpful when you're a touring musician you know do you think like man you guys have been traveling like crazy lately like crazy um yeah. do you think you know this sounds cliche but like uh uh that gratefulness do you think that gratefulness helps you get through the parts that are not as fun of traveling all the time yeah, or definitely i mean i i read it uh, I, I can't i can't remember who the quote was but they said it the other day they were like you know like i'm a you know it was it was like someone pretty big like touring musician and they were like you know I don't get paid to play the show. Like the show's the fun bit. I get paid mm-hmm. to travel, and you're like, I was like, Shoot. oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. traveling. It's all yeah, the, mostly. you know, it's, it's being away from your family. It's like, yeah. it's being away from your home, but like, you know, it's it's amazing going out and like seeing all of these places, or supposedly seeing all these places. But essentially, all you're doing is like seeing a, a room in the middle of a city. You don't uh-huh. have time to go out and see the city, so mm-hmm. you're just. Yep in a room and you've got the same day every day, which is cool. And like, you know, it's, it's amazing. Um, but you know, it's not anywhere near as glamorous and like, you know, you're not going sightseeing in every town that you get to and yeah. stuff like that. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's hard work. So like when I, when I heard that quote, I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's that sounds about right to me. Unless I get paid to travel. I don't get paid to play the shows. The shows are fucking sick. Like yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's the release. That's the enjoyment. And you're like, Yes, it's the other stuff around it that can that can be kind of monotonous and tiring, and you know, you just there are some days when you just say, oh, "I just want to," you know, I'd love to just sit at home on my sofa for just yeah. an hour, and then I'd be yeah. like refreshed enough to be able to go out. But you know, it's uh, it's thank God for video chatting nowadays. I can <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, it's, uh, it's a bit of a savior. Uh huh. Yeah, so you guys did a, a pretty decent U.S. leg of, of your tour recently. Did, was there any yeah. like standout cities, like anything cool that you saw? Uh, I mean, it's, like going to Kentucky for the first time actually was uh, was very very cool because it's um, you know it's, we've we've never been there before and yeah. like the town that we were in was very very Kentucky and like it yeah. was you yeah. know you have these like, we- preconceptions about places and it was like in in the county of Bourbon and like we, you mm-hmm. know we were going to like all these because like you know just going to all these whiskey shops and stuff yeah. like, you know just you know but like seeing all, like, all of these like amazing distilleries and shit like that I, sure. I, I'm I, I had made whiskey before in the past I've got like a business oh. where I make like a like a kind of rye whiskey so it's no, like yeah so it's like something that I'm like really interested in so like being able to see all these like yeah. you know real small batch distilleries and shit like uh-huh. that like, yeah, Dude, they're everywhere. Like, you know yeah it's cool, <laughs> it's cool it's cool you know and like because you're like from the county you know it's like mm-hmm. you know it's what you're fa- what it's famous for you know so yeah, yeah that was cool and you know that that whole tour in general was just yeah it was really nice really nice was that was show in louisville but- what do you say was that show in louisville no it was in newport newport okay mm-hmm. cool 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 yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, right it was, uh, yeah, it was cool. Like that, that just whole tour, you know. It was like it was Shane Bowen wasn't there for for most of it because um, he was he was uh, on paternity leave. But yeah, you know, we had T- we had Tina with us that brought like this whole new energy. And, she was amazing. Yeah, she's really really cool. Like amazing person, great like fa- 
fucking um, incredible guitar player and like managed to learn like you know an abundance of songs um yeah. for that for that tour you know she didn't just learn a set list she learned like an extra six or seven on top in case we wanted to swap songs out or whatever yeah and like learning how to use like bowen's rig and stuff which is like it's a it's a spaceship yeah. yeah yeah it's like you know that that whole thing is like kind of built on like you know so there's, there's nothing else on the planet that does what it does so it was like you know she had to kind of learn all of that and all the parts and yeah. you know get to the performance side of it you know once you've learned the parts you've got to perform them so like yeah yeah, yeah. She, she smashed it so yeah it was a it was a real fun tour yeah, as you guys tour. as you guys go I don't know how you would he would describe it. You know, you, you there's kind of like a hip hop or like industrial or electronic like influence. It feels like, and maybe that was around when like Kenny Beats is producing stuff. You guys don't run tracks though, right? You're it's mostly no. a synth. Like you're doing it. Yeah, well, there's like with, with with that side of stuff. So like what what he had done on that record was like there were maybe like one or two samples. Uh-huh. but it's like the samples are kind of midi triggered, but then he'd be able to manipulate the sounds with yeah. the wall of like Moogs and stuff like that, that he had in there. So he was like yeah. playing the samples, like kind of match what we were doing. And there was yeah. certain like, you know, he'd just take a cut of like Joe's live vocal and then all of a sudden would put it through the machine and manipulate that side of stuff. So it was all like, we, cause we've been very aware that like if you're bringing that side of stuff into like the music that we do it's kind of you've got to be out you know it has to feel right and it has to right. feel like organic and you've got to be able to play mm-hmm. it you know as much as we want to because like coming on to backing tracks and like stuff it's like it would work for other people but for us it's like you know you 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 want that live element to it you know that's just yeah, like who we are it's like that's why we became a band was to play live so like we want to be able to play the tracks live you know totally and it's crazy that she learned all of that that makes it that much yeah. harder yeah and, and, it's crazy you know truthfully you know you go to see one of your favorite bands and you see they have a fill-in and you're like oh i don't know how this is gonna go and she was crazy so yeah, she good was yeah she uh, was sick like it's, it's so much fun just watching her like after like four shows because we did we did like a whole like we did a f- couple of european festivals before we came out to the us and stuff and like so within three or four tracks you just saw her like confidence just get better uh, and better and better yeah, and, you, yeah. you know it's like it's kind of like it's kind of like choreography isn't it like you kind of know where you've got to be to be able to put that pedal on at that point in the song so yeah. then as soon as you know where your foot placing is it's like oh i can move around here and i can have a bit more fun there and like the performance side of it kind of levels up and like watching her work all that stuff out like night on night was like really cool and she was like by the end of it she was just like having like the, the best time in the world I was like, like that's what you want that, you know? that's yeah. sick yeah yeah it was sick it was really cool yeah good yeah it's uh yeah it's a shame she's uh she's not gonna be on other tours but you know she's got her own project now and she's like yeah very uh very deep into that so that's yeah, awesome that's a, well, well done tina and thank you thank you tina <laughs> nice yeah well to kind of pivot to the to the more bass side of things, um, maybe one would be like, what led you to the bass? Did you always feel like you were going to play bass? And the second would be, um, it seems like a lot of your tracks are so rhythmic. Like it start, it's like drum pattern, bass, melody, or drum pattern, synth, melody, or bass, and then everything else. 
is that something you guys discussed or is that something you guys organically just did? Well, I think it's a lot of like, the reason why it kind of goes that way musically is because a lot of the time, like Joe, like goes to the bass. Like there's some tracks that like, you know, Joe writes a lot of the bass lines because he's got the idea for the melody. So he'll just be uh-huh. like, like, like this or, you know, you know, like, I'll hold off on that note there because I'm like coming on that, you know, on the three and the four, or the three and the, and I, so, uh-huh. I'm doing something vocally there. So, you know, we'll work stuff up there, but you know, as well, like a lot of the time Bowen does like all the real subbiest stuff with uh-huh. like all of his rigs. So he's playing like a baritone guitar with like, you know, loads of pogs and D tunes and like, so all the like real subby low end stuff, sure. he's doing all that. So there's, there's a lot of low end going on in the band really. Um, so yeah. we kind of like, you know, that's, that's kind of like how we, how a lot of the times we've, well, in the previous albums, how we've um, yeah built the tracks up really. But yeah, originally, like how I started out was, was essentially just, I wanted to learn an instrument. I was just mad into music when I was about from the age of like eight, nine years old. And then my, my grandma, like my nan, she had uh, someone at work who was teaching guitar as a sideline. I turned up and I had a cassette of just a load of tunes that I liked and uh, I put the cassette on and I played Joy Division Love Will Tear Us Apart. I said, <laughs> I wanna I wanna learn that, whatever that is. And he was like, Well uh-huh. that's a bass that's a bass guitar. So then he handed me a bass guitar and then I just had lessons on a bass basically. So that's been uh nice. always uh-huh. what I've gone to really. So yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a cliche to say that you're uh, influenced by Joy Division and getting into the bass, but there we are. That's no, uh, that's, that's awesome. kind of what happened. That's awesome. What else was on that tape? Yeah. Uh, it was like it's because it was a uh, it was a lot of like Britpop stuff at the time. Sure. And, uh, I was kind of like that was just you know around and bands like Super Furry Animals and um, Manson and Manic Street Preachers and uh-huh. Oasis and Blur and Suede yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. And like, but even like sure. you know, there's some like really good techno around at the time that I was kind of getting into like Underworld and, uh-huh. and like Leftfield and Prodigy and stuff like that. And like, you know, that's always just been kind of like in my life, just as much as, uh, just as much as bass. I've just never really, uh, didn't really have the money for the synthesizers when I was, uh, when I was a kid growing up. You <laughs> Dude, know? I feel yeah. that. I still yeah. feel that. <laughs> yeah. It's one thing to have, it's one thing to have bass. It's another thing to be like, all right, bass and a whole uh-huh. new world too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which it's, I guess on knows. from a basement, you have a Moog now. Yeah. Well, I kind of used it for that, but it just, it was so like that track with all, with everything else, like how, how we have to play that live. Uh-huh. So like Bowen has, about 12 loops that he's like manipulating at the same time. So he's having to remember 12 loops. Mm-hmm. And if one thing is slightly out, like one of these loops can be 36 bars. One of them's like 74, I think. And he's like trying to remember where each of these are coming in to like kind of play it. We don't play that song that often live because of this reason, because <laughs> it's a lot to do. And yeah. like for, on the, on the front of the basement, I was using the Moog, but like if it's slightly out, it just like throws everything off. So yeah, we just put yeah. it onto like one of the tracks, but it's fun, you know, it's like, you know, I, you know, it's just fun to sit there. I've got a load of like Korg, like synths that you just link up and they're all like midi clocks so it's fun nice oh, that's jam cool. with yourself and stuff so yeah just it's just fun to do isn't it really just uh-huh. kind of uh yeah pretend you're uh pretend you're in a uh, bird kind just smashing out an amazing set to a load of uh 
murder kids, you know, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I awesome. love that. Did you, um, you know, so you're getting your first base or, or, you know, the first base, maybe you bought yourself or the first nice, whatever you consider that first one. Did yeah. you immediately go for a Fender jazz? Uh, it was a Fender jazz copy. It was an encore jazz copy. That was uh-huh. my first base. It was, uh, yeah, it was black. Um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, you know, because I, I was, you know, I, I used to play a lot of sports as a kid. And I was always, like, trying uh-huh. out different things. So, like, like you know, my, my, <laughs> I was from a single-parent family. Uh, my, you know, my, we ne- never had a lot of money, but I was always yeah. coming back and be like, I'm, I'm into roller skating now, Mum. And she'd be like, well, I can't <laughs> afford roller skates. So, like, <laughs> I'd be coming back, just trying all these different things and finding out what I was, like, into and what I was good at and stuff. And then just one day I came back and I was like, I want to learn bass, Mum. She's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> of course. Yeah, so, here we go how, 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 how much is this going to cost me kind of uh, vibe? So, like, yeah, it was, uh, you know, there's definite money constraints and stuff like that. But, you know, it's, you... you I don't know if you think you ask most people to draw a guitar, they'll draw you a Fender guitar, won't they? You Absolutely, know, like in the back yeah. of their mind, they'll draw like mm-hmm. a Strat or a Tele or yeah. you know a Jazz or P bass or whatever. So like, it's always been like sub, something that I've I've wanted to play, and you know they're 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 fucking great. You know they feel yeah. great to play for me, and you know so yeah they're they're, they're pretty damn good. I bought myself like a seventy seven P bass as like a little treat to myself because I've always wanted one, and it's like. Uh-huh. It's so beautiful to play, man. Like, it's so lovely. Like, is that the sunburst just, one you bring out kind of mids or towards the end of sets a lot? You've still got a pickup yeah. cover on it? That's uh, no, it's a, it's a uh, well, yeah, it's a blonde one. It's a like oh, a kind of, gotcha. yeah, it's, it's a blonde one. But yes, yeah, it's, it's that one. I, I play it on like Beats and Ballroom. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's just something about like the weight of an old kind of an old Fender bass. It just feels different you know it's like yep, yep. yeah yeah it's, it's real nice i should really stop touring with that though you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's scary yeah. yeah 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 so well you just you know you just hear horror stories of bands going through airports and just you know just come out and the mm-hmm. guitar's been crushed or something like that and you're like oh god i would i'd hate for that to happen to that guitar you know yeah, we've we've kind of yeah. been on a kick talking about that lately. I have um, really? this really specific '80s Yamaha that I'm kind of obsessed with. That's like, you know, not a ton of people know about it now. Of course, the prices are going up. Um, yeah, it's because you talked it, about it. That's the problem. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, kicking, yeah. He kicking is the invisible hand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, and and so we're. I'm just thinking like there's no other bass that's made like this one and I'm so afraid of it getting destroyed on an airplane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I bought the nicest SKB flight case they make to even put it yeah. under the plane, but have you had any experiences with that or like do you have any tips or you're just doing your best? I mean, we've been very very lucky so far, but I've just been um like I literally have been in Amsterdam for the last week or so just um I've been playing with another band. Uh-huh. Uh, called Clamp, and I was like, just a little like they're an incredible band. Like I, I've been a fan of them for quite a while, and they just asked if I wanted to join up with them and just see if it will work out and write itself. And yeah, so I'm going to do some Love recording that. with them. Nice. But uh, it's been like the first time in my life where I, I on my way over, they they lost my uh, guitar coming out of the plane so i had to oh wait there for two goodness. and a half hours but it actually flew but okay. on the way back <laughs> they, they lost it completely and they were like i don't know where it is they were oh for no. two on you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh and it's like, my like this, this like one flight has been like the only time in like, oh. like 
in six years of touring, I think, where like I've lost some of my stuff, mental, and it's when I'm away from the rest of the boys as well. So, uh-huh. uh, it's like, might be a sign of like <laughs> something, you know. <laughs> Did you? Uh, yeah, no. Have you gotten it back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, okay. it, got, it came back yesterday. They found that they just didn't put, uh, didn't load it on plane back. There's, there's like a, you know, this is, it was like a Fender custom job one that they did for me to say thank you basically and like uh-huh. it was um yeah it's just like well that guitar's like a, a one-off like you know like yeah. we, we spent a while designing it and like making it to my specifications and you know i was like well if, that, if that's gone that's like you know yeah. it can, it's gonna be very hard to replace you know and you know it's, it's my go-to base uh-huh. know, for most of touring so like yeah there was a a little pang of, of, of worry yeah. <laughs> when they said that they didn't know where it was. But yeah, and I've, yeah. I've generally been quite lucky apart from that. What about you? Have you, you, have you guys lost anything or? Mm, Luckily not no, yet. Not I'm yet. sure it's going to happen. It seems like impending yeah. doom. We cut, we have a different, we have two different approaches that we've kind of landed on. We you do. know, <laughs> not, neither of us feel very safe when we're traveling with stuff. So it's like, I thought, okay, I'm going to buy this big flight case. I'm just going to put it under the plane and I'm going to buy the nicest thing I can to put it under the plane, but it's not going to be too heavy. So they maybe don't throw it as hard. Um, So I've been kind of mentally okay with that. I think you do the mono case. Uh, I do. I fly with the, I fly with the gig bag and I just Uh, bring a base that if it snapped in half, it, we move on. I just, I, I never bring a base. I like really deeply care about. I'm too afraid just to, I mean, snap it in half. Or, I mean, dude, you get the wrong person closing the bin, and it's like yeah. over. That's, yeah. that's it. The, the next kind of guy. Who was it? Was it King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizards? And they like had like two or three of their guitars just like absolutely crushed, and they were like you oh, know, real no. good guitars as well. Yeah. Like, They've got specific taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, so it's all very considered, considered stuff that they're using so like mm-hmm. yes when you, when you see that you're just like oh shit man like, yeah like, yeah finger fingers crossed you know it's one thing to do like like uh not the local is not the right term, but like domestic touring where you're on a bus and you load in a trailer but when yeah. you're flying like that you're like i don't yeah. know about when that you, when you're doing like because in the in europe in uh, in summer like festival season generally like you know europe you're kind of flying in between shows because you have yep. to get from like Portugal to Slovakia on like the day of a show and stuff like that and you know there's just no way that you can drive those distances yeah. so you have yeah. to fly and you are basically just at the mercy and it's just kind of fingers in the air just hoping just that hoping. all your gear arrives in one mm-hmm. in one piece you know because like a, a lot of that stuff is like it not only like remotely you know irreplaceable to you as a person because you right. really love it as as a as a thing but yeah. just sonically you know there's just some things that you're like well well, i couldn't just i couldn't just go and borrow this thing because it Mm -hmm. just wouldn't do the same thing as what we 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 work towards and you know think think long and hard about you know Uh it's tough it's tough like if you know if if our pedals boards go missing then oh we're fucked (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's over (laughs) yeah yeah this is a good uh, transition point. You you kind of sent me some photos that we put on our Instagram quite a long time ago, but yeah. tell me about that custom fender a little bit, and then we'll we'll maybe start talking about your rig if that's cool. Yeah, so I, I uh, so David, who's uh, our guy uh, at Fender in Europe, he um, uh-huh. he basically was just, um, we were talking about kind of getting a a, a, a kind of American uh, fender together, and like I've done 
you know, a bit of work with Fender over the, over the years. And so we, we spent a while kind of putting it together and designing it and, uh-huh. you know, making sure, because I, I, I like the real thin C-shaped neck that's just like real easy to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted like the block inlays on there and uh-huh. stuff like that. So it's, it's all like very considered and it took a while to come together. And yeah, it sounds like it's, it's just a beautiful instrument to play. Uh-huh. Like I, I think it looks stunning as well. And yeah, you know, I just, you know, I got to see more Duncan Court pounder pickups in there which i kind of oh, tend cool. to do with all of my bases as well just to give it that little, little bit more punch uh-huh. um but yes yeah, so that's like that's my that's my baby you know that's, yeah, that's my baby. that's that's my base you know but then because they don't do the block block inlays on the thin c shape they had to like build the the neck completely from scratch oh um, interesting so, yeah yes yeah, it's, it's uh yes yeah, it took a while to get together but yeah. yeah so when i when i lost it the other day i was i was i was low-key <laughs> shitting myself you know yeah <laughs> and it's uh that's you do 70s pickup spacing right that's what you like it's a little bit more bitey yeah or? Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 well it's, you know I, I tend not to you know just there's a balance between that kind of like spacing i think that kind of kind of works because i don't really like roll the tone off or anything that, that right. much and stuff uh, I tend to, if I have to do that, I tend to do that with the pedals. I just kind of keep the signal from the guitar yeah. as, as, as sure. constant and, and as, as, I, as I can really. Yeah. So then we hit, we hit your pedal board. What's going on yeah. there? I know at one point you had a boss DS one or I, it's the yellow one. Uh, OD? Uh, the, uh, what the boss, uh, uh, what the, it's overdrive. like an overdrive, super overdrive yeah, or something. So that was, that was Couple. that was back in the day. That was like brutalism and joy. I think I was using okay. that, and then I kind of like started to like. Well, you know, you, I basically just went to dark glass, the uh, BK Seven Ultra. So that was like uh-huh. my go-to overdrive pedal for ultra mono. I think was like nice. mostly with that one. Um, but yeah, just you know, pog like a pog with a chorus um, was like. Pogging and overdrive is what I use on like Colossus to get uh-huh. that kind of like, like just do me kind of like tone <laughs> at, the, at the start of Colossus. Um, but yeah, I've just slowly started to like build in like more stuff and, you know, it's, it's, I try and not add too much that I'm not really going to use because it's just right. an extra signal chain that uh, sure. something to, to potentially go wrong. So yeah, the pog, the pogs are can't, the pog has to be there. The BK seven ultra, Dark glass, which is an incredible pedal, very moldable. You don't you lose any of the like, you know, you, you, all the mids that get scooped, you can put back in that kind of thing with uh-huh. an overdrive. So like, it sounds yeah. very full and very rich. Um, but yeah, I've started to add like, uh, so I was using a sans amp. That's like a constant on my board. Tech twenty one yeah. sans amp. That's just boosting the signal at the end. But um, I've been. Like I bought a rusty box. I got told about a rusty box uh, a few years ago, and I, I finally got around to buying one. And it's 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 an incredible pedal. Um, it's so so good. Interesting. Um, I've never heard of yeah, that. I'll have to check that really, out. It's yeah. like so that you, you know the old trainer amps that like Fugazi uh-huh. and Shellac used to use, like the old transistor amps. So this guy is basically taking the schematics of that amp and put it into the pedal. Uh-huh. And like it's like just so sharp, biting, and it just sounds so fucking good. Like <laughs> it's really good. It's kind of taken over the sounds up now, really. On on nice. like a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a very, very, very sick pedal. Yeah, and I, I very, very much. Uh, yeah, 
That sounds up my alley. I love that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Like, you go to uh, Tron- Tronophonic, I think the company's okay. called. I think, uh-huh. but yeah, Rusty Box. It's like it's 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 really good. And like, I started to add like a like a reverb pedal here and there and stuff, and like a tremolo, and start start to like kind of play around with like, other other kind of tones and sounds and things like that. Really. Uh huh. So then we hit the amplifiers, dude. I just yeah. I just got to say it's. <laughs> Well, I don't. I don't often have amp envy or you know uh-huh. whatever. Your rig is like menacingly is so cool. cool. Like it's yeah. so cool, man. So w- walk us through. It's what do you got sick. going on? So I've got a uh, got a high watt two hundred. Uh-huh. Uh, so cool. Going through an eight by like pretty standard, uh-huh. and then I also have a Fender Super Basement uh, with a four by ten and a one by fifteen, and they're kind of like. The, the idea originally was that I was going to put the pedals into the high watt, um, no, pedals into the fender um, and just run the high watt as a clean one, but it's kind uh-huh. of swapped over. And there's just like a bit of bite from the super basement. That nice. Through, but nice. Yeah, it's a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty gnarly rig. Right? It's, pretty <laughs> it's, a, it's sort uh, of massive. Yeah. He, he yeah. was raving Gosh. about it. Um, yeah, are, both, cool. are both of those amps like kind of newer builds or are they old school, old, old school pieces? No, no, no. They're, they're, they're newer builds. Um, we just studio wise, this is, it's, it's quite, I don't know. It's it. When you're touring, it's like, it becomes an expensive thing when you're like, you know, what, cause if you buy like our guitar text, just like, well, if you buy one of these, we're going to need four because you need one in the US. So we're yep. not flying stuff over yep. all the time. Yep. So just buying like one amp, it's like becomes a really expensive thing. So yeah. if you're touring mm-hmm. with like, you know, four, you know, t- you want, you want two vintage amps, you've got to buy eight vintage amps, which yep. is a lot of money. And you know, they're kind of workhorses <laughs> yeah. and you know, it's a, it's a lot easier to replace the parts on like the newer stuff. But you know, I'm, I, I, most of the recording is done on like that old school high watts and stuff like uh-huh. that. And they just, you know, they do sound like incredible, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Such good amps. They're such good amps. Um, That's the, uh, yeah. when I, when I got to meet you at the show, that was my like, Hey, I don't, I don't want to bug him. He's obviously super nice and he's selling shirts and all that kind of stuff. I was like, what's the one thing I could tell him that at least he kind of knows that I'm going to appreciate his bass tone. And I said, uh, I've never heard a high watt in person. And then like immediately oh, the conversation yeah. changed. You're like, yeah, of course, you know? Uh, and it was, it was the first time I'd heard a high watt in person. Yeah, it's Boy, funny. it was, it was crazy. They don't float around here often. No. I, I mean, uh, that, we're, we're really close to Nashville. So you see lots of Fender, just Fender everywhere. Yeah. Maybe some Mesa. Sure. Ampeg. Yeah. But you, you don't see that, that high watt. Yeah. Thing. It's the, I mean, they're, they're in a, a place called Doncaster. Doncaster, I think it's Don. Yeah, I think it is Doncaster in uh, in the UK. And like, you know, the guys have just kind of started the company up again in the last like ten uh, years or so. And mm-hmm. just like, you know, they, they they own like power camps as well. I think okay. and they're just like, I think to to get like a presence in America is like it's it's, it's tough because it's a it's a fucking big place. <laughs> like uh-huh, you know, you've got yeah, you're, yeah. you're going up against your fenders and totally you know, all of those companies. So like. But I think, you know, it's starting to become more commonplace over there. And I think yeah. it's quite a small operation. So hopefully they'll they'll have a bit more presence in the US and people can try them out and, and like hear them for, for themselves because they're, they're pretty damn good. They're yeah, pretty I, damn good. Uh, I always, like I grew up 
really obsessing over the killers. I loved the killers. Yeah. And if you look at their backline, it was the first time I saw all the high watt stuff. Yeah. Guitars, basses, everything was going into high yeah. watt. But they were also yeah. like they really wanted that English sound with you know, fused yeah. with that Las Vegas thing. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. but that was the first time I was like, that dude. 70s jazz bass into a high watt like there's got to be some some magic there yeah there's a, there's an equation going yeah on. yeah um, well, just, you know you, when you just get the option to put like the the two channels into each other and it just becomes like this fucking mo- like monolith of an amp you're just like mm-hmm. yeah. it's the one yeah. is a lot Very of good. that there for stage volume or do you have di outs on both of them or you uh, know you mic one or uh i've got those about it's probably about five or six bass channels coming out and then it's oh wow on the song yeah yeah so we've got like pre pre di on the board post di on the board whoa pro- like probably from the amps as well and then you know so there's a there's a lot of uh there's a lot of signals going that, um, that's awesome sound engineer chris does yeah he's um so chris is we call him the wizard because he just makes us sound magic in whatever room that we're playing in yes um, i can attest he, to that he's uh he's he's very very good at his job so yeah he, he knows what he's doing he does um sun O as well he's like their tour uh-huh. manager so like he's kind of used to like the doomy uh nice you know doomy low end yeah <laughs> that's cool that's a i think that's a record we've had somebody on that used three channels uh that was uh, yeah jimbo used uh jimbo since three he's used pre post and then a noble yeah Wait, and then an amplifier. So he's got four. Uh-huh. But that's yeah. The, yeah, that's the most bass channels we've had on yeah. the, on the yeah. podcast. New record. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that they're like all going at the same time, you know. It's like no. it just gives him options to be like, oh, we can use this one for this track, yeah. or that one sounds like that one. So you know, it's just it's just having that having the options there. You know, we've got the amps. You know, yeah. Yeah. stage volume wise, it's it's so quiet, man. Like we're on like in ear monitors now, and like compared yeah. to what we used to be, it's like. It's, I feel sorry for anyone watching us side stage because you're like, this just must sound weird as hell, you know? Yeah. Can't <laughs> that, the vocalists. It, yeah. Like, you know, everyone's Sounds amazing so on quiet. the way up, though. Yeah, like out front. Yeah. Great. Like, yeah it's like, yeah. if you want to sound side stage, I'm like, this just must sound terrible. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. are you having fun? Like, you know? <laughs> That's awesome, man. We, yeah. uh, we but, talked a lot about this with Dave Hartley, too. Um, like, have you sat down? You said his name was Chris. Like, do you guys ever have dialogues about like, hey, I, you know, I could make your bass tone cut better this way if you do this, or I could do this with yeah. the like that. Relationships really yeah, important yeah, yeah. for a bass player. Yeah, I mean, it's just just across the board, you know. Like Chris, he also, you know, did he, he recorded like on Ultra Mono. He was one of the he was like our guitar engineer on Ultra Mono. Oh, nice. He just, he just gets it and he gets uh-huh. us. And he like he knows. Um, you know he's 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 part of the family you know he tells us he tells us what would be good and he's like oh you should try this or you know having like neve the eyes and stuff like that just because he's like the signal of that is just like absolutely magic so this is what we need to do you know so you know having him on board and with us is like you know he's part he's he's part of why idol sounds like the way it does you know yeah because he knows what he's talking about that's awesome nice that's great Man. Yeah, it's cool. Like, you know, like, you know, it's not just the, I don't know. It's like there's there's five people on stage or whatever, and you know, we're, you know, but there's so many, so much more, so many more elements that come into like making the band what it is, you know, and how important they are in in developing what we do, you know, because it's a it's a constant learning curve, isn't it? It's not like you like suddenly just like 
I know Kung Fu. It's like, I know sound, you know, <laughs> yeah, so there's yeah. going to be other people who are like, you know, like, this is what you do here. Or oh, have you tried this? And yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a constantly uh, evolving process. Yeah. You've got such a specific high end, uh, bite. Um, do you leave that dark glass pedal on all the time for just no, a little bit dark, of grit? The dark glass isn't like, I, I use that as an overdrive. Pedal, it's just really. a, um, a proper overdrive when you need that. Yeah. So I, th- I think a lot of that kind of punch and bite comes from the Seymour Duncan pickups, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause the sounds up, that's on all the time, but I just, yep. I, I kind of don't tend to mold the tone of that too much. I just have it on. I love that. At, at 12 o'clock, like all the time. Cause then, it's like, so pure and it's so good. Like it, yeah. it makes sense that you're not, you're not jacking with like a perfect recipe already. No, I think a lot of, I've started to like go onto the rusty box to do a bit more of the like molding sure. tone for stuff live. But cool. you know, that's, I think that's like a lot of where the, the high end punch comes from. Um, yeah live stuff anyway definitely yeah man it sits in a mix well too on the recordings it really it's cuts so, but so it, good. it supports but it cuts like you're really you're really covering a lot of bases with it yeah well this is like something that we're very aware of as a band when we're writing the tracks we're like uh-huh. thinking about like who's filling out what frequencies and be like mm-hmm. well if you're doing that there you know it's like uh, you know if bones playing a piano it's like well the bass notes there sound nicer than yeah. the bass guitar bass notes so I'll do that part. Do you know what uh, I mean? Like you think yeah. about things like that rather sure. than just clashing all the time. And, you know, it's, it's just, you know, you have to, it sounds that we're just like smashing away at our instruments. And at the beginning we were, but you, you <laughs> learn more as you go all along and, you know, you learn things that don't quite sit well in mixing like yeah. when you go to mix stuff. So you just it's just like organized around. chaos. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, you gotta, it's, you gotta see where you can let it loose, see where you keep it tight, see where, you know, sure. yeah, and you're almost exactly. a percussion instrument on a lot of yeah, these too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're keeping, you know, especially if it's like Tom, Tom snare kick or whatever, like he's not playing, you know, downbeat almost, you know, like a metronome, but you are, you're, yeah. you're almost yeah, yeah, giving yeah. the drummer the tempo sometimes. Uh, yeah, yeah, John, yeah. It, it gives like especially with like brutalism stuff it was like yeah you know I, it was able to like let john kind of do like you know f- like sort of like feels really yeah as drum parts in places and um you know and then i just do the constant like you know down strokes you know and and keep the keep the kind of like drive there really yeah but, w- when i heard that like that immediately makes my head nod like right when that do do you know like the the recipe you guys have it's just like immediate like oh i am oh, locked grabs in. You, yeah. i am into this you yeah. know it yeah, yeah, yeah. how, yeah, it's, how uh, much you go on sorry sorry no 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 you like, suddenly just like oh, yeah. the internet just went kick <laughs> zoom it <laughs> so does that to you um how how much are you going through strings or or do you care about changing your strings very often or what's that uh, like? yeah i mean I, i'd like to be able to um uh, use less strings, but sadly I play quite hard and yeah. they just break. It's just because uh-huh. I sweat. I sweat so much they as break. well during shows that they just like, you know, I could get maybe three shows out of a, pe- out of a set of strings and then I have to, wow. sw- and then I have to change them. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's an expensive habit, that to be honest. And like, Dude. I to, it's just, it's, you know, but it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's annoying because. Well, of strings. Yeah, what's the uh, preference? So, uh, Roto Sound Swing 
swing okay. bass, one oh five standards. Like yeah. that's like they just feel good, and they uh-huh. you know they just sound so good. They've got that kind of bright element mm-hmm. to them that just like what I kind of you know go to with my you know what I like yeah. in like a bass tone. Like they just sound magic. Um, yeah, so I use a 105s on my standard bass, and then I have a drop D bass okay. uh, that's set up that way, and I put the 110s on there just for a little bit more uh, doom to them, I guess. Um, <laughs> nice. For the more <laughs> yeah, doom. Yeah, but for the more doom. Yeah, yeah, for the for the doomier elements. But yeah, no, awesome. so yeah, they're, they're just go-to strings and stuff. But I started to like – I've been putting some flat rounds on some like basses at home and stuff and playing uh-huh. flat rounds. And, like, so fun. They're just so much fun. And they just make you play in a different way, you know, because it's like totally there's different. not that resonance 100%. there. And like you just yeah. end up being like more melodic and kind of, you know, yeah. just have like more more – weirdly like more percussiveness with it and like yeah. It's just yeah. A, yeah very fun to play like sticking them i've got them on a mustang at the moment and i'm just like very nice it's just a lot of fun to play yeah it's cool like, it's cool it's cool it sounds great that's awesome but yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're, they're like they're like my go-to strings really again it's like a company where i've just like ne- i've just like well they're the they're the strings that everyone else uses so i'll try that and then you're like well that's, that's great they're just great yeah. aren't they yeah, there's yeah, a reason yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sometimes <laughs> cliches are cliches for a reason, and like, there's nothing wrong with that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. It was. It's always cool too seeing. Um, you know, there was a minute there where I almost felt like cliche on like Fender or what everyone else would use, and then yeah. you kind of realize there's like a there's like an archetype for a music that it's like, hey, we're picking up the same kinds of instruments. And this is how I sound. You know, I put myself, you know, it's not necessarily limitation, but like I'm grabbing this four string bass that sounds just like the one that Giddy Lee used or this person, you, whatever. But this is what it sounds like in my hands. This is what I'm going to do with this tool. And there's something cool about that too. Instead of reinventing, always having to have some super unique or like being uh, counterculture, it's like I'm going to be counterculture with the same tools that you had. Yeah, there's something there's, like, there's yeah. something really cool about that. Yeah, man. It's like, I, I don't know. There's like there's a company uh, I just bought. I just well last year got introduced to this company called Sarek in oh in yeah, yeah 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 and like they they I I'd, I'd heard of them but I'd never played their instruments and stuff. But we were in Chicago doing Lollapalooza and they they got uh-huh. in touch and they were like, do you want to come out down to our to our uh, our workshop? I was like, well, got the day off, like this would be sick. Yeah, so yeah. Me, and, me and our tech kind of went down there and like I picked them up and played them and it just sounded like, you know, it sounded like, it sounds like a bass guitar, obviously, but it was like right. the tone of it was like, oh, I've not heard this before. Like mm. this is just quite unique. It had, you know, they put their own pickups in there and stuff like that. And like, I was just like, I, I, I need one of these basses. You know? <laughs> like, it was instantly just like, take my money, you know, like yeah, they were, yeah. they're, they're incredible instruments, beautiful, really easy to play. And they sound like, they sound fucking amazing. You know, it's like this weird cross between like a, like a Gibson Ripper and a, and a Rickenbacker, like, yeah. you know, it's that, this real kind of like warm rounded, like mm-hmm. quite good for like traditional kind of rock stuff, I guess. Uh-huh. And like, you know, but like, I was like, well, this is like a unique tone and like this will suit certain things and like this, like, but like, you know, as a lot yeah. of the time, like you said, you need to like, sometimes you just need it to sound like, you know, the thing that you're right. It yeah. is, you know, yeah. Like, 
Man, yeah, that no, Ceric is cool. Um, I think you might have sent me a photo of that. Is it like green sparkle yeah, with like yeah. a brass pickguard or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. it's cool. Ceric cool. stuff cool. always looks different. It's always a unique yeah. approach to a base. But it's still classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't it look is. like it furniture. Is. You no. know, it doesn't have <laughs> yeah. some crazy top on it. Yeah. It doesn't have, I mean, yeah, yeah. maybe they will one day, but there's something. Yeah, he's got like a mojo that's that's very cool. We want to get our hands it's on for, one. Absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very sick and like real lovely, lovely dudes and stuff. And like, uh-huh. yeah, they're very, very, very cool. Like, yeah, I was, I was, I'm really happy that they kind of got in touch because, like, yeah, they've got some cool stuff. And like, they've just done like a whole line of like, um, so to celebrate their like hundredth, like one of the one of the models that they have is a Lincoln, uh-huh. which is yes. what I have. Um, I so. Uh, they've just done a series of like loose sight see through perspex Lincolns, yeah. and like they look sick. And I've like I'm, I'm I'm waiting to get my uh my hands on one of those. Hopefully. Oh, nice! So, yeah, yeah, very yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are heavy, right? Like when you make it out of that, they get pretty heavy. I think so. Yeah, because yeah. like, like Bowen Bowen plays a EGC um, right like loose sight one, and it's like it's so fucking heavy. Like it's insane. <laughs> I'd like like. The poor bastard's gonna have to have back, he's gonna have back problems at yeah. some point in his life, yeah. you know, like it's a lot, but you know, sounds very cool and looks sick as well. So, yeah, that's you're awesome. gonna be like, This this base is amazing and it stays at home, yeah, it's good on a couch but, base, you know, like it's you know, like Bowen getting in the crowd and stuff with that thing around him, it's like this, it's, he's gonna know, kill he's somebody, gonna, yeah, yeah, he's really gonna do some damage, you know, so like, you know, it's like walking in with a baseball bat, swinging yeah. it around, you know, yeah, it's right, like, yeah. just be careful, buddy, you know, right, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That that kind of gets me a little transition. So I always like to, we always like to hear what's like the next gear move for you. What do you have your eyes on? So obviously it's Sarek, but pedal wise, amp wise, bass wise, whatever. What do you have your eyes on that you're like, I gotta uh, get a hold of that. I, I've recently played like a music master, um, like a seventies music master Fender bass, and it was like just sounded so good. And uh, I, I think I need to get myself one of those. Really, is that short um, scale? Like. Yeah, short scale. Yeah. yeah, played it with some like like flat rounds on. Like it was cool. just like yeah. it's just a real nice punchy tone and stuff. And like <laughs> I don't know, I'm 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 really enjoying like the short scale kind of like Mustang kind of music master kind of vibe at the moment, really. So I think I'm gonna like you know see see if there's ways that I can I can bring that into into uh-huh. stuff because like you know it's just trying out different things and you know when you're writing different kind of songs and it's just having those options to be like ah oh, it's this kind of tone mm-hmm. rather than relying on too many pedals to do the work it's like oh you know you can use this kind of guitar that's going to give you the a similar thing you know but it's mm-hmm. like you know i i own a rickenbacker like i bought a rickenbacker so it's like you know look i think the first paycheck we, we ever got from idols i was like you know i had always told myself that i just want a rickenbacker 4003 so like my friend was selling one and it was like a little present to myself so i own uh-huh. it but it's never got on any real recordings i don't think because it just doesn't sound right <laughs> um, it's a, it's a know, it's very specific sound yeah exactly exactly and it's just never really worked in, in idle stuff but uh-huh. you know it's like just having those like kind of options and stuff but you know maybe i'll be able to bring that in who knows but yeah sure. i definitely do the short scale vibe is uh mm-hmm. is definitely an interesting one at the moment yeah man um to kind of close us out we kind of try to end on like more of a fun note um we really appreciate you being here dude absolutely it's, it's right. again I mean, the rest of it, if dollar. we're ending on if we're ending on a fun note, it's just got to 
uh, just kind of like reiterate, right? The rest of it's been terrible. Is that what you're saying? But this time, <laughs> oh, we're right, going to have yeah. some fun at the end. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. We're, now we're actually going to enjoy ourselves, guys. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah, enjoy this bit. <laughs> now that we're an hour into it, here's the fun yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. Delayed <laughs> gratification. Uh, but what do you... We've got three hours of fun coming up, so uh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. What uh, what inspires you, or what have you been into lately? I know you've yeah. been home, so like, it could be movies, it could be food, it could be tea. Like, what what's giving you rest, and what are you into? That's a good question, really. I mean, we've just been like, what have I been listening to? That's a good question. This is, this is where okay. I have to It's hard like, to be on the spot. Yeah, uh, I, you know, there's just like a variety of things that have kind of like, you know, taken, you know, hang on, let me just, let me just have a little thing. Uh, I went to up. watch, um, I went, oh, so I was, was in Amsterdam the other week and I uh, went down to watch um, uh, Bill Callahan, okay. uh, Smog. Uh, I don't know if you know Smog or uh-uh. Bill Callahan mm-hmm. and like, he's like a singer songwriter who's like, he's just got the most beautiful honey voice um uh-huh. it's like what it's like a warm hug um so yeah check him out if you've not listened to him so yeah i went to watch him that was that was magic and there's like a band from new york that i've been really enjoying called model actress okay which okay. is like yeah pretty kind of gnarly arty kind of noise rock kind of stuff and like you know i, I kind of just constantly listen to Giller Band, to be quite honest um uh-huh. they're actually like probably sonically the most interesting thing that i've 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 heard in, in years like they just they basically it's guitar based drums and a singer nice and but none of those instruments sound like what they are and it's like they just kind of like they just end up making like these like tech like almost like techno tracks like abrasive uh-huh. noisy but also like got a lot of soundscapey kind of elements to it and like what they do with their instruments is just fucking inspiring you're just like uh, looking at it and you're like how how did you you know it's like what we were talking about about making things sound like what they sound like they do uh, the opposite and it, uh-huh. it's just like you yeah. know it's just like, how the fuck did you do that you know like they're they're, they're incredible incredible band very yeah. sick so yeah yeah they're my they're my kind of what i'm enjoying at the moment and succession yeah. i've been watching a lot of succession everybody keeps telling me to watch that it, yeah it's banging like it's, it's really good <laughs> again I, i'm like really bad like if someone tells me to get into something i'm like yeah all right all right, right. I yeah. don't do it. but i've got i've got to do it off my own back kind of vibe but like so many people told me that i was like all right i'll give it a shout and uh uh-huh. it's, it's, it's really good it's and really it's worth good. it you know, all yeah. right it's definitely worth it so yeah that's uh, been uh, that's been my vibe all my buddies were, did it come on last night? It comes on like every week. I think last night was a new episode, at least for us. So all my, all my friends were like, Are you guys watch a succession? Yeah. You guys watch a succession? Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Zach Cooper, who went with me. Uh, and actually my friend Taylor, when you, when you guys came to Newport, uh, it was kind of funny all my college friends it's like a couple of us were along your tour route so like i saw you in newport and then my other buddy saw you in in brooklyn a couple days later sick. uh sick. anyway but dude thank you so much thanks this so is, much this Thanks. is such an Pleasure. honor and uh thank you for having me we appreciate you all right see you, right. See you next me. time you're in america thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. That's all.